Back Row Morning Show. With Matt and Mo in the studio. On Back Row Radio. Holla! Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, should Christians tithe? <gasps> da na na we're tackling it. It's a hot button issue. We might as well just stop everything else right now and just <laughs> let's go into it. Oh, sorry, they're going to have to wait. They have to uh. wait till the end of the show. Sorry. Plus, what? latest news, random facts, and a battle. Battle? Like That's a right. rap battle? Mm, oh, you would win every time, though. <laughs> Aw, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> I'm too white. <laughs> but first, it is February 21st, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate. We do. I'm a little bit concerned about this first one. I'm not sure why you put it in, in here. Are we talking like psychics? Probably because you are interpreting it wrong. Okay, it's card reading day. Yes. Okay, so like birthday cards. <laughs> it's, it is a card. Not it is tarot a, cards. <laughs> it is a day set aside to open up all those cards that you just tossed in your mail pile because nope. you don't care. Nope. Open them up and read them. Fun fact about Mo: I would rather get a card than a gift every time. But it has to be a for real card. Like if you just walked down the aisle and found where it said birthday for her and picked up a random card and an envelope How would and you signed know? it. Because things in the card are very specific. First of all, let me just tell you, my husband bought me my Valentine's Day card, right? Uh-huh. We've been married for almost 14 years. Together for 14 years this month. He's known this about me. He's known that cards are my thing. And he actually says every holiday, babe, I got to get you a card. I know cards are your thing. Okay. <laughs> he hands me my Valentine's Day card. Okay. I open it up and it's a, it's a beautiful card. It's a beautiful card. Very sentimental. Very sweet. He obviously read it. I open it up, but he obviously didn't read the whole thing. Because there was another page that you turn, and there's more to it. Well, he he didn't sign. At the end, he signed. <laughs> he signed in the middle. <laughs> and so I'm reading it, and I realized that there's another page, and so I kept flipping back and forth. Like, did he did he sign in the wrong that's, place? That's did not he not fair. know? That's not fair, though, because what card does that? Most cards are just Most cards don't, but some do. And there was an obvious, like, you know, the page colors were different. It was, there were three different colors of page. The card, the secondary page, and then the original page. It was, it was. Chris. Yeah. I called him over, babe, did you mean to sign it in the wrong place? And he's like, what are you talking about? You didn't, you signed it in the middle of the card, not the end of the card. And he's looking and he flips it. And he's like, I didn't even know that that was there. <laughs> I thought that was the end. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say he picked up a card. Clearly he never read it because it opened up and said, you are one sassy black lady. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would have laughed at that. I would have been like, hey. <laughs> And then you get cards from people that are like, you know, from extended family that say, happy birthday, my nephew, and you're their granddaughter. <laughs> it's all they had. Okay. Thanks. Well, what's best is when they buy one of those and then they just X out whatever it says. And oh, yeah. And write their own in with the permanent marker. Uh-huh. Now, I have the trick. The trick to a, a meaningful card. 
while not reading it is get one of those ones with a long poem. Just kind of skim it for the big words, the, you know, love, the, 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 uh, relationship you find all these big important words and underline them with a pen (laughs) and so you're putting the emphasis on whatever is written there and they're reading it and they read it with emphasis and they read a love relationship oh he loves me (laughs) daedra i hope you're listening to this (laughs) actually i had a I made her a card once that said, uh, don't ever break my heart. You're the wind beneath my wings. And then I emphasize the words, don't and break and wind. (laughs) Good job. Way to go. That's the kind of cards we get each other. Danger got me a card last year. And I just saw it in my, my Facebook memories. It said uh, on the front, I love you today more than yesterday. And then the inside it says, because yesterday you were kind of bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday you got on my nerves. <laughs> oh. Yep. All right. Read your cards, folks. Yes. They're fun. I have. I'm like, I like cards, I guess, for the thought. I don't really care about the card itself, unless it's hilarious. If it's hilarious, I got, like, I still remember one card that my dad got, and he was so proud of it. And it was happy birthday, and it was like a taco shell. And you open it up. I got you this card. And if you fill it with uh, meat, cheese, and and lettuce, you'll have yourself a paper taco. Happy birthday. (laughs) And he was so proud of it. And he laughed so hard. And so I've laughed so hard, and now I love that card. Aww. Um, and the stuff like Daedra got me last year, those those really funny cards. But if it's a normal card, like, hey, happy birthday, from, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, how long do I have to keep this? <laughs> See, I have... Inching closer to the trash can already. <laughs> it was nice. I had Flipping the it upside down had and the shoving it down. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just scrap paper. Put a napkin, on, napkin top. on top. Spit in the napkin so no one will want to touch it. So it can't be moved. <laughs> <laughs> I have a giant box of every card I've received since I was 13. Wow. You're committed to this. Okay. I love cards. I really do. <laughs> and it's nice because I've lost my grandfather and I've lost my mother-in-law. Sure. So you get to go and back. So, yeah. The memories. Yep. Yeah. I get it. Yep. Okay. Uh, we are super, super, super Gabby today. Eight minutes on cards. Okay. <laughs> Also, I'm so confused by this one. International Mother Language Day. That means celebrating your mother tongue. Where, where, whatever language you grew up speaking, celebrate it. Okay. And lastly, it's National Sticky Bun Day. Yeah. What's the What's difference, the difference between, between a sticky bun, bun and, and a cinnamon, cinnamon roll? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe we both had that. I think a sticky bun usually has nuts. Like really? Walnut, walnuts on it. I feel like that's what I think of. I don't think of icing. I think of like syrup and nuts on top of a cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll? Or something like that. A sticky bun? Uh, that's what I think of on top of a sticky bun. On a cinnamon yeah, roll, yeah. I think of icing. But I mean, uh, I, okay. I imagine the base being the same, but a cinnamon roll having icing and a sticky bun having syrup and nuts. But, like, the meat of it is the same thing. I could be way off. But I don't know. But you look that up while 
I bring up our sponsors. Quick, name off your three favorite books. Hopefully you said the Bible is the first one, but getting that out of the way, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe should be number two. Fellowship of the Ring better be number three. But if you have room in your fantasy heart for a fourth place, consider Michael P. Mordanga's The Boy and His Curse. This is an epic fantasy for fans of the classical style of fantasy. Ethan Miyoko is a teenage kid just trying to fit in. And at the worst possible time, he gets the curse of bad luck. And now he is constantly running away from vicious dogs, house fires, and everything else trying to kill him. His miserable life would end if it wasn't for a helpful fairy named Caitlin who brings him to the world of Faria. I know what you're thinking. Sounds like one of those cookie cutter fantasy stories, blah, blah, blah. But The Boy and His Curse is a wild roller coaster that navigates the reader through awkward relationships, bizarre twists, epic sword fights, half-hawk, half-squid monsters, and lots of lore. Plus, you can sound smart in front of your pastor when you talk about all the spiritual topics involved. This book was written by the creator of Sunday School Answers, which means it will have some bizarre humor. Fans are saying that if you like Lewis's Space Trilogy or Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, that you will have no trouble eating up this story. The Boy and His Curse is $2.99, $2.99 on Amazon Kindle, or it's free if you have Kindle Unlimited or Amazon Prime. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. Get it today. Did you find out what a sticky bun is, Mo? Yep. So a sticky bun, like you said, is, is it? it nuts is one of the key factors in what makes it different from a cinnamon roll. Okay. It's also cooked or baked. In a caramel glaze. Okay, so it's a glaze, not syrup. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, exactly, there's no cream cheese topping okay. on top. Like... But it is still, the base itself is still the same? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, I knew something that I didn't knew that I knew. You knew something that you didn't know you knew. I didn't knew it, but I knew it. Yep, you, you knew it. You knew what I'm saying? Yep, I knew it. Here's the news, folks. A volunteer at a charity book sale in Arizona made an unusual discovery. A hollowed out tome containing $4,000 cash. The volunteer was preparing to throw out a damaged copy of The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire when she noticed something unusual. I fanned the book, and someone had taken an X-Acto knife and cut a big hole in the middle of the book, like you see in the TV shows and the movies. McAllister told KP and XTV, the volunteer found a wad of cash inside the cavity. The book still had the name and address of its former owner inside, so she was able to return the cash to the family. Good for oh, her. Man, I would have gotten so bummed if <laughs> If I found the name and address of the person. Yeah. Like, oh, this could have been mine. Crap. (laughs) Yep. Post, the company that brought you Raisin Bran and Shredded Wheat, is trying something new with their newest cereals. Honey Bunches of Oats, Chicken and Waffles (gasps) flavor. I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) This new cereal is created to imitate the taste of chicken and waffles, a sweet and savory southern staple. The crunchy cereal pieces taste like and are actually shaped like chicken drumsticks and waffles. Don't worry, no actual chicken is involved. Can't wait to get your hands on it. The cereal will be be released on National Cereal Day, March 7th, exclusively at Walmart. Hey, 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 but this exclusively, actually, we can partake. Yeah, we can partake in this one. It's probably a limited release. I'm sure, and it's not coming to Clovis. It's never going to come. Like the the, uh, long lost lime Skittles that went to exclusively to Walmart. And then never showed up at our Walmart. No, I think really what ends up happening is that the uh, employees. Thank you. 
<laughs> hoard them in the back and sell them on the street for no. I just think twice that they the profit, or they just buy them it. themselves. <laughs> That's I messed really up, do. man. It's messed up. A new study finds that just smelling high calorie foods may satisfy your hunger cravings. Researchers at the University of South Florida say that it all comes down to the length of exposure to the food's aromas. So those who smelled cookies for just 30 seconds were more likely to want a cookie than those who smelled them for longer than two minutes. Study authors say that the smell of a meal signals satisfaction in the brain as much as actually eating it. So if you have a bad craving for something, smell it for like three minutes, and then you might be able to get away with not eating it. This might be a new weight loss. Right? The smell diet. Yeah. The sniffing diet. (laughs) It might work. Sniffkins. Sniffkins. (laughs) Coining it. That's mine. Sniffkins diet. All right. <laughs> Smell your way thin with the Snifkins diet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Satisfy all your cravings with none of the guilt. Also, none of the chewing. <laughs> it could totally work. I really think that it could. You just have to come up with, like, the the, the scents. You have to do your own candles and the own, right. like, the wax Isn't this just essentially and... a candle company at this point? I mean, point? really, it is. <laughs> But it's it's also like it, it yeah, yeah you could do it man I figure I am, we're gonna do it this is this is the this is the back road uh, thing we've been waiting on forget back row bakery no forget I'm back all... row pickle bouquets it is back row diet the Snifkins diet we back row is producing Snifkins diet candles for you to sniff and be satisfied. Yeah. Can I Craving say pizza? something? We've got our own supreme pizza candle just for you to smell. That just means that we have to ourselves lose weight <laughs> and get fit. Otherwise, people are going to be no, like, I ain't doing no. that diet. This Look is at when those get, people. This is when you get a spokesman to come in and pretend that they're me and you. Well, no, you're fine. It's just whatever. Me and me. <laughs> It'll be somebody completely different voice than me. <laughs> he's black. He's yeah. tall and thin. <laughs> I'm Mo from the back room. Lunch. And I'm that. And I've been on the Snifkins diet for the last 12 months. And look at me now. I got a nine pack. A different color skin tone and everything. I even grew my hair back. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. It is time for Onion, Not Onion. <laughs> this has been a fun hour so far. Onion, Not Onion. We got two headlines here. One of them is real. One of them is an onion fake headline. Moe's going to guess which one, and you can play along at home. Home. Here we are. Okie doke. Headline number one. Study finds carving names into trees prolongs relationships by 30 or more years. Okay. Or... Urban Outfitters charging $40 for a five-pack of used VHS movies. Do, 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 do. do, do I'm do, going do, with the VHS do, movies. Do, 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 do. Hey, you are right. Every once in a while, when you think that corporations' willingness to separate us from our money by any means necessary has finally hit its peak, a company ascends to brave new heights in the field of craven 
cash grabbing. Today's example, Urban Outfitters, which intends to sell you used VHS movies for $40 a bundle and hope that you'll thank them for the privilege. Yes, you read that right. The nostalgia-minded fashion and lifestyle retailer has started selling the Mystery VHS 5-pack under the auspices of curating throwback experiences. That's right. You don't even know what the five movies are. The online description suggests that for the price of a decent dinner or a pair of movie tickets, you too can own such luminaries of the VHS era as A Night at the Roxbury, National Lampoon's Vacation, I love that one, (laughs) Office Space, and more. Each set will apparently contain different movies curated exclusively for Urban Outfitters and guarantees no duds in every batch. Rather than rolling with the initial draft of this article, uh, which was just a series of transcribed screaming noises ending in the suggestion that you simply wad up a couple $20 bills and set them on fire, the author would (laughs) gently suggest instead that there's a much simpler way to get the same experience and probably even a superior one for a fraction of the cost. Go to your local resale shop or Goodwill, especially record shops, And there's probably at least a shelf or two of dollar VHS tapes. Nostalgia is okay, everyone. Just don't get built out of your money by indulging in it. So the only reason that I went with that one is because, and I think I said something about this, for Christmas, Chris bought me a VCR. Yeah. And this stupid thing that cost probably $60 Mm -hmm. when we were kids is now close to $400. (laughs) It, I, and that's really recent too. Uh, Deidre and I bought a VH, v, VCR uh, ten years ago from uh, Savers, which is kind of like a Goodwill, uh, for twenty bucks. Yeah, and we recorded all of our shows on it, <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. yeah. But nowadays, yeah, nowadays it's, it's it's like record. It's like coming back like record players, except. No one's making new ones. Yeah. It's not like, you know, people are making new record players now because it's becoming a vintage thing where people are even newer band or newer album releases are coming out on LPs too for special bands. But yeah, VCR is the nostalgia that's coming back, but you still have to pay out your, your wallet pretty re- deeply. And I can't get over the fact that you don't even know what five DVDs you're getting. <laughs> well, or it promises, v- it promises no duds. Though it did list A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> well, I like A Night at the Roxbury. What it listed, though, were movies that I currently own on, on DVD. DVD. <laughs> like, do give you, me something. Do you really own A Night at the Roxbury on DVD? Yes, I really oh, do. Oh, I'm ashamed. Matt, I like A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> but enough to own it. Yeah. Enough to keep it forever. You've actually never seen our DVD collection. Yeah, I don't think so. Do you keep it hidden? Well, it's in our entertainment center drawers so they're always closed not necessarily hidden but anyway you're ashamed of them admit it (laughs) no i just don't want them collecting dust (laughs) open to the air they get dust but give me something that i can't get on a dvd like i'm not sure there is anything that exists that you can't get on a dvd okay so the one thing that i can think of yeah that I have not been able to find, and I actually looked at it while you were reading. You're not going to care because it's a girly thing. <laughs> the Babysitter's Club. 
Babysitter's Club. I'm almost certain that's been on DVD. I really don't think it is on DVD. You can, it's on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. So I can watch it there, but I really don't, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, here it is. Use Barn and Noble, Barnes and Noble, Babysitter's Club DVD. Whatever. <laughs> I even see like the Babysitter's Club DVD like insert here. Has friends forever on the front. I love the Babysitter's Club. I'm not sure I've ever seen it. So I'm not going to hate on it. Because I don't know. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it was cheesy. But <laughs> but it was the 90s. So. Yeah. Coming up later in the show, should Christians tithe? You're not going to want to miss this one. Stick around. show on this Thursday. It's I was going to say something, Thursday. but I can't think think of anything. Why well, I say this every day? I really that's my goal for the rest you, of this weekend. You make this this radio show fantastic. I make this say, radio show. I was going to say something, but I forgot. <laughs> Entertainment. No, I make content. I was going to say something, <laughs> but remembered it was a secret and can't tell you all about it yet. So sorry for you. I'm going to say this. And just Actually, so we're no, clear, I'm not going to say it. I can't say it. Just so we're clear, I'm not <laughs> pregnant because I'm sure there are people out there thinking it. No, That's I, not the secret. How many children does she need? Is she collecting them? Mo can't have any more kids. <laughs> They're not Pokemon, Mo. You don't need to collect them all. Okay? We figured out what was wrong with me and I got fixed. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I think it's time for your real children. The five random facts. Ooh, All okay. five of your children. The mayor of Bogota, <laughs> Colombia. Bogota. <laughs> Bogota. So here's a funny story. Here's a funny story. That's a friend's reference. Is Joey. It? Yes. So Chandler says Bogota and Joey goes, it's Bogota, but okay. So now I always see, hear and read Bogota. <laughs> <sighs> The mayor of Bogota, Colombia, once hired 420 mimes, yeah. artists, mime, mimes artists, to make, fun, artist, okay, to make fun of traffic violators because he believes Colombians fear ridicule more than being fined. <laughs> He's trying to shame them into, <laughs> into driving better. <sighs> he also knows the perfect number of people to hire. Uh, number two, Japanese manufacturer Toto manufacturer Toto built a motorcycle that runs on poop. What? <laughs> what? I'm so. I, I mean, I feel like it's not a situation where like you're sitting on a that, moving that's toilet. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it sound that way. <laughs> or oh, I stopped. Hold on, let me get off. Put it in park. Go over to the back. Need to go get me some combos. (laughs) (sighs) Keep the fuel up. Stop hating on my combos, okay? (laughs) Honey, sriracha combos. Honey, sriracha. I'm every day this week. 
Okay, NASA's Opportunity Rover has officially Opportunity Rover, yeah. Opportunity <laughs> Rover. I wa- I don't like these ones today. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Uh has officially died on Mars after 15 years of service on the red planet. It was originally expected to last only 90 days. Hey. Can you imagine that that rover has been on there for 15 years now? Doesn't that make you feel old? That's like almost half our lives. That thing's been on Mars. It feels like a relatively new thing. But it's been 15 years. You only, like the only thing that you just reminded me of was the fact that I'm like inching closer to 20 being the halfway mark of my life. <laughs> so either way, I depressed you. That was my goal. So let's keep going. I... <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm not. Uh, The inventor of Vaseline used to eat a spoonful of it every day. Mmm. Greasy. (laughs) Gotta keep the pipes oiled, I guess. (laughs) I mean... Lastly, American Civil War soldiers had a code of honor that forbade shooting at men while they were pooping. (laughs) That's a good code of honor. It is a good code of honor. I also feel like it would probably get used a lot. <laughs> Hold Whoa, on. Ceasefire. Got, nope. Got a quick crap. To, quick toozy. <laughs> I'll be back. Quick toozy. Just hold on there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> then he sneaks away. All right, folks. We have got a new game that we're going to play. Uh, of course, we've been playing Bible or Not for the longest time, uh, and we finally decided that, yep, I'm the best at Bible or Not, and I'm the ultimate champion. So now, Mo has to beat me in a game before she can even challenge for the title again. And so the new game we're going to be playing <laughs> is a game called True or False Biblical. Here's the catch. It was made by somebody who doesn't speak English natively. So some things are weird. Some things are worded weirdly. So how can we be certain that it's true? (laughs) That's the the toss-up here. We don't know. No, but I mean, like, who, who, what is it called? Like, when you give your paper to your friend? Edits. Drafts. What is that called when they have their red pen? Proofread. Thank you. Who proofread this to make sure that these are like... Someone else who doesn't speak English. Great. (laughs) So, here's how it's going to work. We're each going to ask each other three questions from three different levels of uh, difficulty. So, three easy, three medium, three hard questions. And so, it's a simple, most correct wins situation out of nine. Lovely. Easy enough. Sure. Currently, you have zero puntos. I don't like this new rule. <laughs> what, the new rule? You have to beat me once? Yeah, that's Before you can challenge? Yeah, well, you won't hate it when the title's on your shoulder. Whatever. <laughs> if that ever happens that's again. my thought. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. I love how you implement this new rule when it benefits you. But all the times that it could have now, benefited me. Now, hold on. <laughs> I waited until both of us got to hold the title before I did that. <laughs> it was very fair. You got to hold it first. I held it second. And then now we move forward. Whatever. 
Despair only exists in the minds of children. First fact. John, Philip, and Thomas witness a transfiguration in a mountain with Jesus. True or false? False. You're right. Number two. Noah live for 350 years after the flood. True or false? Oh, crap. <laughs> also, these do have a minute timer on them. Oh, so crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true. Correct. The hypocrite. Are these the easy ones? Love to pray in his bedroom. The hypocrite love to pray in his bedroom. False. Correct answer. All right. You got the first three correct. They were not easy. <laughs> uh, add. Okay, here we go. Medium questions. During Jacob's struggle with the angel, Jacob's arm was touched and put out of joint. True or false? False. Correct. It was his hip. I don't know these faith things. Faith require works to make it a living faith. True or false? False. Wrong answer. <laughs> Nahum came back to Jerusalem after the captivity to encourage the people to build the walls of the city again. All I know is Nahum went down to the river and he dipped seven times. True or false? <laughs> false. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're so cynical. You're doing really well. You've gotten five of six. <laughs> I feel stupid. You've gotten all of them right almost. <laughs> I feel stupid having to read them in broken English. All right. Now it's time for the hard ones. Are you ready? Ready. Boom. Jews was taken captive to Babylon when Jerusalem was destroyed. True or false? Oh, gosh, you only have 20 seconds for these. Oh, false? Uh, wrong answer. Timothy laid their hands on Saul of Tarsus, curing him of blindness he received on the road to Damascus. Oh, uh, true. It was Luke, wasn't it? It was Luke. Oh. Yeah, wisdom is more precious than rubies. True or false? No, a wife is more... Ah, uh, False. Oh! <laughs> you got all three wrong. You put the pressure on when you said I only had 20 seconds. <laughs> uh. Oh, man, that was good. Okay. So I got You got five. Five, five of nine. So you're, you're nine. Over, the, over the hump of uh, halvesies. Oh, okay. It's keeping track of all points ever, so... We'll just have to keep track of how many I get right or wrong via you. Oh, all right. All right, are you so ready? I gotta beat five. And do I hit play? Yeah, play on the easy one. And then... Okay, Joshua asked to God to make the sea and wind stand still while fighting the Amorites. True? Oh, man. Uh, God sent Abraham to sacrifice his special son, Isaac, and Moriah. And Moriah or in, in Moriah? In Moriah. Uh, true. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, the men of Athens ignorantly worship the unknown god. Oh, was it Athens? True. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whew. All uh, right. After no, that's that's oh, all the three. Right. Sorry. Easy. Okay. What do I do? Back out. Oh, I hit something. Oh, dang it. 
first. I forgot you're an Apple phone person. I am an Apple phone Oh, person. no, it's just bringing up an ad. That's all it was. Okay. Back in match. Yes. Boop. All right. All right. You're still a, you're ahead at this point. I don't like it. Okay. Ready? <sighs> yes. The tongue is a small part of the body can boast of great things. True. Okay. Very good. Boaz say Naomi was selling a parcel of land. True. Great. Jesus said, Thou art my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. False. Yep. <laughs> uh, the rivers in oh, yeah, that's our, Oh gosh, three I already. keep doing it. Can't count to three, Mo. What do I do? Back <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> and then exit out whatever ad pops up. The angel get... said to Mary that Jesus would reign over the house of Jacob. Yeah, true. Correct. I don't know why it didn't. Well, do the sounds that way. Paul was described as having known the holy scriptures from an early age. False. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> on him, on the mount is the best place to pray. False. Good job. <laughs> you beat me. I love that. Very well. That's it's like what it's, it's like, what like it all right, fine. I guess that can be right this time. <laughs> <laughs> that is difficult. Oh, I don't get out of the way. Get out of the way. TikTok. I started getting all these Facebook ads that were covering the X. Oh. <laughs> oh so man. you beat me by three. Yeah. I, I, I slaughtered you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You got all your last ones right. <laughs> it's did. because it's me. It's because you knew that there knew was that only the 22nd. Quick. And so I freaked out. <laughs> I can't even think. So I don't think I don't think the questions specifically got harder. I think the time limit got shorter each time. Yeah. I think that's what made the difference yeah. in difficulty. Yeah. All right. Woo. Stupid. All right. Well, you didn't beat me in that game, so that means we get to rotate to a new game next time oh is that what that means i don't know i just don't want to play this again right yeah i didn't like that game very much well there's slim pickings there's slim pickings of these easy ready to go games we start having to make our own games we may have to make our own games we need what we need to do is we need to hire somebody to make our our games games for us because it's really hard to make our own game without one of us knowing the answers yeah at the same time. In order to hire someone, though, we would first have to be getting paid ourselves. So donate. <laughs> Patreon.com slash radio. Patreon.com. <laughs> All right. I am the champion. Yeah, And are. I will always be. Don't forget it. <laughs> when we come back, should Christians die? Stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. Hey, quick question. 
Are your friends bragging about Game of Thrones and making you feel like an outsider? Wouldn't it be great if you had an amazing story that you could be hooked to and make them feel bad about? <laughs> well, look no further than Michael P. Mordanga's epic fantasy, The Boy and His Curse. Follow Ethan Miyoko as he tries to get his driver's license, but instead gets eternal bad luck. That's how it always goes. This horrible curse tries to kill him every day, and instead of dying, Ethan chooses to go to a mystical world of fairies and trolls, Feria. Now, before you write this story off as some happy-go-lucky cookie-cutter fantasy, let me tell you that Ethan gets into some bizarre stuff. Awkward relationships will be had. Hilarious problems will be faced. Half-squid, half-hawk monsters will try to eat him. And let's not forget that it ends in a glorious battle with so many swords, arrows, and fire that you will be satisfied for weeks. Fans are saying that if you like Lewis's Space Trilogy or Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, that you will have no trouble eating up this story. The Boy and His Curse is $2.99, $2.99 pocket change on Amazon Kindle. Or it's free if you have the Kindle Unlimited account or Amazon Prime. The Boy and His Curse will be your next great addiction. Pick it up today. And by pick it up, I mean download it. Cause right. It's not Cause a physical book. It's a, it. it's a digital book. Yeah. Begin it. But it's pretty cool. You got three bucks. It's worth it. It's worth more than three bucks, to be honest. I think it is an actual book, Matt. You know what? He did print a few, Have had a few printed up. I don't think they're always for sale. Oh. I think they're occasionally for sale. I think there's one... At least one for sale on Amazon is there? right now. Yeah. Hey, if you want to pick up the physical copy, how much is the physical copy? I think it's sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, not bad for a professionally bound book, man. Ah, uh, fifteen dollars even. Nice. Sorry. Yep. Nice. All right. So we are going to touch on a topic that's kind of been a hot button issue, at least around the Twitters, for the last few years, and it's specifically what the. <laughs> How do I word this? I guess the question comes down to, should a Christian tithe? Is a Christian expected to give a tenth of their income to the church? Or have we been being lied to? Or have we been duped? So many Christians struggle with the issue of tithing. Uh, in some churches, giving is overemphasized. And at the same time, many Christians refuse to submit to the biblical exhortations about making offerings to the Lord. Tithing or giving is intended to be a joy and a blessing. Sadly, that's sometimes not the case in the church today. But according to gotquestions.org, tithing is an Old Testament concept. Uh, the tithe was a requirement of the law in which the Israelites were to give 10% of the crops they grew and the livestock that they raised to the tabernacle or the temple. And we can see instances of this in Leviticus, in Numbers, in Deuteronomy, in Second Chronicles. Uh, in fact, the Old Testament law required multiple tithes, one for the Levites, one for the use of the temple and the feasts, and one for the poor of the land, which would have pushed the total to around 23.3% of what they were giving. Some understand the Old Testament tithe as a method of taxation to provide for the needs of the priest and the Levites in the sacrificial system. But after the death of Jesus Christ fulfilled the law, the New Testament nowhere commands or even recommends that Christians submit to the legalistic tithe system. The New Testament nowhere designates a percentage of income a person should set aside, but only says that gifts should be in keeping with income in 1 Corinthians 16.2. Some of the Christian church have taken the 10% figure from the Old Testament tithe and applied it as a recommended minimum for Christians in their giving. 
So what have you been thinking about tithes, Mo, specifically? Uh, Does your family give specifically a 10%? That is none of your business. (laughs) (laughs) I'm putting you right on the spot. That is our personal (laughs) business with God. Okay, but no. But really, what do you think about tithe as a concept? I think I've just always been under the impression that it's the 10%. Right. That that's what you give because you give back and pay it forward. And see, I, I feel like... I feel like I'm right there with you. I feel like it's always been a concept that uh-huh. has been preached from the pulpit. Yeah. That it's always been something that is constant in the uh, doctrine of the church that I'm in, which included both a Catholic church and a Southern Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I understand what they're saying here and got questions. And what a lot of people have been saying on Twitter is that that's not the concept. That's one of the things, that's one of the only things that we tend to hold over from the Old Testament is something that we're still expected to do Mm -hmm. that's not specifically laid out in the New Testament and in the New Covenant with Jesus. And so I think that at a point it becomes disingenuous to say that, well, this is the requirement that the Bible says you must tithe your money. Because in fact, even as I said, in the Old Testament, it wasn't even talking about money. Yeah. It was talking about livestock and crops. Now, again, that was used as a... That was their livelihood, system. yeah. But still, there's there's no point that in the was Bible. Their currency. Yeah, but there's no point in the Bible that it actually says money. Right. You got to give ten percent of your money or your earned income, anything like that. It says whatever you grow in crops and whatever you raise in livestock. Hey, so I don't have to give anything. <laughs> That's not what it says. No. <laughs> but I don't go. I don't go crop. I don't go crop. I don't grow crop. How am I going to give crop? I don't grow crop. <laughs> I can't even speak I don't crop. give a crop. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Got her. Got her. Caught her off guard <laughs> and I got her. <laughs> I feel like that's such a rarity. <laughs> you do that to me all the time. I don't feel like I do that to you a lot. It feels good. I'm going to chase that feeling. <laughs> All right. yep. So gotquestions.org goes on to say that the New Testament talks about the importance and benefits of giving. Uh, we are to give as we're able. Sometimes that means giving more than 10%. And sometimes that may mean giving less. It all depends on the ability of the Christian and the needs of the body of Christ. And every Christian should diligently pray and seek God's wisdom in the matter of participating in tithing and or how much to give. Above all, all tithes and offerings should be given with pure motives and an attitude of worship to God and service of the body of Christ. Second Corinthians 9, 7 says each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So this seems to imply that it is a personal thing of how much to give Mm -hmm. and that it comes down to your budget. It comes down to your means, what you can afford and what you can't. Um, Now, I do believe that God um, does bless based upon what you give. I've known people in this church who, you know, fully 100% believe that it has to be 10%, but they have been at the point where they think or where they're at in their budget where, it's either tithe or eat. And they have given the tithe and trusted God and God has provided. Mm-hmm. And as Deidre and I, um, we've, we've 
mostly been faithful in tithing most of our lives. I don't want to get all into everything. But I know there were several points in our lives where we did not make a lot of money mm-hmm. where we chose to be faithful because we'd seen this happen with our mm-hmm. people here. And uh, somehow God had always provided. We always There was one time, like when we lived in Albuquerque, we went to a church, but we didn't really converse with people. We didn't really build friendships or anything. Uh, we just kind of went. We knew a few people, but not even close enough to like go to their house for dinner or anything like that. Just acquaintances. Acquaintances. Mm-hmm. We never came up and asked for money. We never made it made anything known that we were low on funds or anything like that. And one when we first when we were first there, we were living on one part time salary. We were making like four hundred dollars a month. Mm. And we were paying for rent and food and all that. And we were just skating by and we decided, well, we still need to tithe. And sure, that was only 41 bucks, but when you're only making 400 a month, that's yeah. a lot of money. And we remember we got to that point where we were out of money. I didn't have, Major didn't have money for gas to get to work, all that. And then that day in our mailbox, we received a check for $200 from some anonymous person at the church. Somebody had given the church $200 to give to us. And so they gave it to the church and then the church wrote us a check for mm-hmm. it so they could remain anonymous. And I'm like, you know, to this day, I don't know who did that or what prompted them to do it. Mm -hmm. But God provided. Now, that's because that was the knowledge that I had at the time is that I fully, fully trusted that God would do that. Mm -hmm. And he did. Now that I have this new kind of, well, maybe tithe isn't the exact thing. Maybe we're just supposed to give as we're able. Mm -hmm. Um, That shouldn't change my mindset. That I should still give until it hurts a bit. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to not give just because you're afraid. You want to give trustingly. And you want to give with a joyful heart. Knowing that maybe I'll sacrifice a little bit of my joy. Maybe I'll sacrifice you know, going out to dinner. Sacrifice going out to a movie a couple times. To give a little bit more when times are tough. Or when mm-hmm. the church is in need. Or when someone else you know is in need. Something like that. Um. And again, I can't say that we've been perfect about that always, but I think, I think we'd find, let me put it this way. When we do fundraisers, let's say for instance, like a car wash fundraiser Mm -hmm. here at Highland, when we have put a price on the car wash, they say come for a $5 car wash, we get $5. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody will give you $5. Mm Mm-hmm. When we don't put a price on it, we'll get some people that'll give you two dollars. We will give more. We will get more people that give you twenty bucks. Yeah. So I guess the question that I would want to ask is, should we be encouraging ten percent, or should we just be encouraging giving uh, with a joyful heart? Because could that ten percent be limiting? I mean, could there be people out there that think that they're just fulfilling their spiritual obligation and giving ten ten percent, but if that that number wasn't on it, they might give more. Yeah. You think? I do think. <clears throat> I think, first of all, because there's so much that you said in there that I, I did just talk need a to... lot. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I get I on think, a tangent. First of all, because you said if, if there wasn't the 10% limiting them, would they feel like they could give more because they wouldn't just be fulfilling that spiritual obligation? Right. Okay. So 
let me first say, I feel like this is where the big dropped ball is. Whether it's 10%, whether it's 25%, whether whatever, whether it's 5%. I don't feel like that needs to be our argument. That mm. doesn't need to be the arguing factor. What needs to be the arguing factor is giving with a joyful heart. Yeah, why we give, yeah. Yeah, um, and so many people get that part of it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the bigger obligation, if you will, is God wants... he. If we were to give give things to him almost begrudgingly, yeah. I've got to do this, so here you go, Lord. That's almost like we're spitting in his face. Yeah. You know, we're giving him a backhanded compliment. Why <laughs> Why would God want, want that? Do you know what I mean? Right. But if I say, Lord, thank you. You have provided for my every need. I'm remaining faithful to you as you've remained faithful to me. I'm giving you what I have. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of what uh, my first pastor here at Highland, Pastor Dean, would always say. Is also, you know, God, God wants you to give uh, cheerfully, joyfully. God doesn't need your money. Yeah, He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He doesn't need your your ten percent. Mm-hmm. He wants you to give because you want to be faithful and you want to give. Mm-hmm. Now he still ascribed to the ten percent thing, but. Still, the the idea, the the method behind that there is that you're giving because this is something, not an obligation, but a desire. Mm-hmm. You want to give back to the church. You want to help fund the ministries that have ministered to you and help them reach out to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to be able to pay the pastor and the and the people that work in the church, and uh, ultimately those things don't happen without cheerful givers. Right, you know. That's where churches, that's why a lot, almost all churches in America are in debt. Yeah. Because they, they don't get enough. Now, of course, some of the, a lot of that is just not being responsible. They're trying to do too much. Right. With stepping out in what they call as faith. But it's like, well, last year we, we made a 200,000. Let's make a budget for 400,000 this next year. We We believe that God's going to double it. You're like, that's not practical. Right. Let's be a little smart here. Let's work on some facts. Um, yeah. But, but I, I do think, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. I do think that those who are cheerfully giving, those who don't have that struggle with, I have to do this, so yeah. here we go. But they they truly, cheerfully, from their heart, give. Those are the ones who typically give beyond that 10%. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, and the other thing that I guess this, this argument would put to bed would be that weird question that everybody who tithes has is, do I tithe off of the net or the gross of my income? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, whenever anybody was asked that, um, Pastor Neiman always said, well, do you want God to bless you off the net or the gross of your income? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. (laughs) I mean, it's a good response. Right. But with this the, this idea that we're not bound by a 10% rule, that it's how you're, that you're supposed to give according to what you've decided in your heart to give uh, cheerfully, that, uh, you know, it's just about how much. It's not about a percentage, which, again, I do think, yeah, I do think that kind of bogs us down sometimes in a legalistic standpoint of it's got to be that 10%. I don't want to be underblessed. Am I the only one that has like serious issues with legalities like this? 
like I I get hives and I get sweaty and I get just talking frustrated. about them yeah because I doubt it I'm pretty sure this is argued between a bunch of people all the time yeah but yeah. I I don't know <laughs> so the other other question I have and this one is not answered by what we're talking about and this okay. one I just want to know your thoughts is when you're giving is it okay to split your giving between the church and other ministries? Or are you supposed to give to the church and let the church decide where the money goes? 100% of it. Okay. So. And by other ministries, I don't mean specific ministries in that church, but like other Right, like Compassion International or, yeah. Or, like yeah. Um, so, for me personally. Or even Back Row Radio. <laughs> back Row Radio. Back Row Radio. Patreon.com slash Back Row Radio. What a Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hope somebody picked up on that. <laughs> anyway, um, so here's my thought, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and this is just my personal, this is what I believe God has convicted me of, so this is what I follow and believe, okay? We tithe on our 10%, okay? If... For some reason, we get taxes, we tithe on our taxes. If we get a gift, we tithe on our gift. If our kids get a birthday check, they... So I can already see your wheels turning. Yeah. Okay? Because I know people say, but you've already tithed off of your taxes. That's from, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, hmm. Guess what? That's another question. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> when we receive money in... We tithe off of it 10%. Yeah. That's no not questions a bad, asked. It just makes habit. I'm not I'm not going to draw lines in the sand and say <laughs> Well, technically, God, I already tithe off of this. That's that's the thing. This I, isn't all mine. Yeah. I'm not gonna make <laughs> deals with God and say, Well, I already did this, so this part's mine. See you later. Thanks. Can I see some of your paper? <laughs> but um when we have a month where we have a little extra money, you know, mm-hmm. past that 10%, past every the bills that we have to pay because we have to be wise with our finances. Absolutely. You know, when we have money extra, then we pay towards specific ministries within the church. If children's camp is being funded and we decide, you know what, we want to put a couple hundred down on a couple kids to make sure that they can go without having to worry about paying we'll do that yeah or other ministries outside of the church mm-hmm. okay then we'll we'll do that make those one-time kind of donations to those other areas that those that to me then becomes giving whereas the difference between a tithe and an offering exactly yeah I got you. Are you following me? I got you. Tithing is the 10% for sense. us. Yeah. And that is what we do because that is our agreement. It's not a bad rule of thumb. Again, I think that's why it has stuck on so long yeah. with our churches is that it's just, it's a good, it's a good rule of thumb. It's a good amount. Um, a few weeks ago, we had a news story about Dave Ramsey where he had said that churches really shouldn't be encouraging all of their members to tithe if they're in debt. Yeah. If they're deeply in debt, you should encourage them to stop tithing and get out of debt first Mm -hmm. and then start giving. Yeah. And 
you know that that you know that raised the question of is this a a requirement at all times or is it based on certain situations and where you're at financially and and uh, all this and you know I even got questions.org also has that I didn't pull up all that information but it had that question in a separate thing too and they came to the conclusion too that if someone is deeply in debt and has no money they really shouldn't be forced or guilted into giving money mm-hmm. if they don't feel like they can afford it mm-hmm. that they should focus on instead getting their their financial life right by paying their debtors first which is something you know the bible talks about we're supposed to pay our debts we're supposed to pay our taxes mm-hmm. um and all that and that's the responsible correct thing to do and so to take a season away from giving because you just financially can't shouldn't be shamed yeah. i guess and again, it comes down to that verse of, you know, God doesn't want you to give reluctantly or under compulsion because that's not giving mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. That's a, an implied contract. Right. <laughs> um, but at the same time, Dave Ramsey does encourage tithing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, you know, the little child kits that are supposed to teach you how to give. Mm-hmm. And what it is is... Whenever they get an allowance, they have three little slots to put money in. They're supposed to put 10% in uh, a giving thing, a 10% in a savings thing, and the 80 other percent goes into your personal fund right. that you get to use for whatever you want. And I think that's a great method to teach as the standard. Right. Just not as a requirement for every situation in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's, Yeah. It's a fine line, and a lot of people are going to argue about it for the rest of, lo- of Absol- life. Absolutely. But I, do, I don't I do think it harms us to be a little bit more literal with what the Bible's saying and the difference between the Old Testament ways and the New Testament uh, and how things are laid out and maybe be a little bit more honest about what giving goes. And honestly, if we stop putting limits on it, I feel like it could explode, you know? Yeah. It could go bigger and wider i think that a lot of people would give a lot more than 10 percent if they didn't feel like 10 percent was what they were supposed to give mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's where i land on it you yeah. have any final thoughts i don't i don't i don't you said all you had to say i think so i said what i said i i've <laughs> always had a really difficult time with the whole new testament old testament yeah. argument and i find it even more almost hilarious that I know so many people who are quick to say it's the Old Testament law, therefore I don't have to abide by it, in reference to, like, tattoos and piercings. Right. But are so strict on (laughs) On 10% 10 tithing. Like. Yeah, it's absolutely the case. (laughs) That is absolutely the case. I, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a weird yeah it's like that and the ten commandments are the things that we definitely held over from the old testament yeah but everything else <laughs> everything else now <laughs> and i just yeah i've always been that type that's kind of felt like you know what it's all part of god's word i'm gonna take it okay matt is chugging water <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got really thirsty all of a sudden. For me, it's a. I have to remember that all of these things, for the most part, kind of fall under that whole 
personal relationship with God, mm-hmm. personal conviction. Mm-hmm. And as long as my personal relationship with God is in line and I'm doing what I am convicted of, I'm being faithful and I believe he will be faithful to me. Absolutely. That's a great way to end that. Hey. Let's move on to our OWA before Owa. we close out this hour. Okay. What invention does That's ask us anything for anyone who's yes. not up on the link. You know, I don't think that we said that all week. <laughs> we might not know. We just said AUA. It's just so fun to go AUA. Yep. AUA. Our AUA. Stands ask for us Ask Us Anything. You can <laughs> ask us anything by submitting a question somehow. Um, but this... <laughs> Contact us at the back row. <laughs> Today's question is, what invention doesn't get a lot of love, but has greatly improved the world? I've thought a lot about this. Okay, I'm ready to hear it. Toilet paper. Imagine a world with no toilet paper, Mo. It'd be stanky. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be using leaves, magazine covers. It's gross. My butt would be colorful. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, using a magazine cover? I have had to do that before. Have you never been in a drastic situation where you didn't? I've also had to use leaves before. Okay, let me tell you something. (laughs) You have to remember, Matt, when my mom and my stepdad first got together, we camped from campground to campground and so i grew up done all these things i grew up with the mindset that you always come prepared and by always coming prepared you always have a roll of toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) always listen we just talked about tithing my parents made sure that that 10 percent went to toilet paper (laughs) i've used bread You have? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've had some desperate How situations. How many desperate I... situations have you been in? They've all been in camping situations where we've run out of toilet paper and we are far away from it. Who are you going camping <laughs> with? <laughs> it was with my parents and they were not campers, so they did not prepare. <laughs> the most regular mm. people on the planet? <laughs> like three poops a day? What? I don't understand. Oh, I don't have a gallbladder and... That's some true. people it makes them poop less, some makes them poop more. I poop more. Well, I do poop three times a day usually, sometimes more. Okay. <laughs> Mine is going to be. Did you need to know that about me, everybody? Well, now you know. Now you know. Need to uh, know right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> gross. Mine is going to be a little less nasty. Um, but so, so I. So judgmental. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'll judge you <laughs> till the day I give your eulogy at your funeral, okay? We'll judge you right in the face. <laughs> till the day you give my eulogy? <laughs> okay. Well, guess I'm dying first, y'all. That's what I said. <laughs> I didn't stutter. <laughs> what invention doesn't get a lot of love but has greatly improved the world, Mo? Okay, I... I think I, I like I have two because I don't view one as an invention. But it goes with my other one that is an invention. Okay. <laughs> okay. So originally I thought ice, but ice really isn't an invention. Like ice in an ice machine, bagged ice, like ice that you can purchase, that I realized that ice is water frozen and people, I mean, it falls from the sky that way. I get it. 
But along with that, I was thinking coolers. Coolers. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs a cooler. You don't think coolers get a lot of love? No. They get drugged through the sand. They get sat on. Okay, but I, 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 don't, they think get it, I don't think it's meaning Listen, uh, physical hey. affection. I think it's meaning <laughs> appreciation. <laughs> when was the last time that you heard anybody say, hey, dude, I got this really awesome cooler. You should You should check it out. I mean, I can't tell you when, but I've definitely heard that before. What? <laughs> because ever since, what's the brand? What's that really popular cooler brand? Igloo? Well, no. No, it's not Igloo. Uh, it starts with a C. I don't know. Anyway, they're super Oh, Yeti? Where, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, sounds right. Yeah, I think it is Yeti. Yeah. The ones that, that really keep it cold for like two days or something. Yeah. Or, or the other ones. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Twice as long as a normal one. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people when those first came out going, dude, check out this cooler. Let's see. <laughs> Here is my opinion on those things. Okay. Yeah. And I take everything like this now. You see it all over Facebook when people are like, this is the best, da 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 blah, 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 blah. They haven't really used it. <laughs> They're, They're doing that. Influencers. They're doing that to hopefully get a free one. <laughs> I'm not dumb. I've picked up on these things. There was a, uh, I had a class, a communications class, where one of our assignments was to write a letter to a company asking for something free. And some of them didn't respond. Some of them sent back little you know, promotional stickers or whatever from the company. But then some of them sent a lot of junk, like cool stuff. One kid in my class wrote a letter to a glow stick company. They sent back a giant box full to the brim with glow sticks. Nice. Passed them out to all the kids. It was dope. That just reminded me of that. I don't know why. <laughs> but it is, that, it is that same mindset. It's like the... If I hype something up enough, yeah. show them that I love it, maybe they'll see it and then be like, hey, you deserve some of it for yeah. free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my... Or Meanwhile, they'll ask you to be a... What is it? Influencer. Is that what they're called? Are they actually called influencers? Where like they the people send on, you like the, the stuff pe- to use and you like... So it's... The thing is Legit. with the, the girls and the, the lounge tools. Now I fell for it too. I bought my... What's a lounge tool? Okay, so like... A curling wand oh, or a okay. straightener or a, hair, a blow dryer. That's the brand. Gotcha, Lange. gotcha, gotcha. And there's like at least a couple hundred of these women on Facebook who use Facebook, these. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're called influencers. Huh. <laughs> beautiful people who've amassed a lot of followers because they're beautiful now get to hawk different brands and whatever and make them a part of their beautiful lifestyle. That's a job now. Be I feel, an influencer. I feel less pretty. <laughs> like no one has ever asked me to be an influencer. <laughs> well, me neither. So, <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna say? <laughs> I, I see words forming in your mouth and then disappearing as they hit the <laughs> hit the air of your breath. I know. I'm not gonna say it. I got a lot of things to say. Ooh, breathe them out. Not happening. I'm not going to open that can of worms. 
Thought we were friends, Mo, but no. Hey, we are friends. That's, That's why I'm keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Morning show. Did it again. Second time this week. Back Row Baptist We're Podcast. Not the Back Row Baptist Podcast anymore. Haven't been for months. We used to be. We used to be for three years, but now we're we're down. Oh, it was a much simpler time back then. Gosh, it sure was. One topic. <laughs> one topic, one game. That was about it. Lots of fun. Twenty minutes in and out. We're done. Jeez. <laughs> we have evolved. <laughs> uh, all right. Bible verse for the day. Romans thirteen nine for the commit for, uh, mm-hmm. for the commandments you shall not commit adultery you shall not murder you shall not steal you shall not co- shall not not shall now you shall not covet and any other commandment are summed up in this word you shall love your neighbor as yourself and our thought for the day comes from David Jeremiah words can hurt and words can heal. Be mindful to speak words that bless and build up others. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you to our sponsor, A Boy and His Curse by Michael P. Mordanga. Available on Amazon now. Pick it up. We are here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. And if you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together for you into a podcast or on backrowradio.com or most places you get podcasts. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for Feel Good Friday as our buddies Donnie and Jordan take over the morning with their show, You're My Friend and I Trust You. And tune in Saturday morning beginning at 5 Eastern. No, sorry. (laughs) 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. Jump the numbers, flip them around. <laughs> Tune in Saturday morning, beginning at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, for six hours of classic Christian music to cruise to in our Saturday morning cartoons block. <laughs> Be sure to connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here on The Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio in general, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. We want to keep growing And we need your help to do so. Hey, Mo, what's the final word? Coolers deserve love too, Matt. (laughs) You almost didn't get that out. I can't get nothing out. (laughs) Pie on my face. (laughs) Wait, no, egg on my face. That's the phrase. I don't know where I'm going. It's been a long week. It's Thursday. That's it for today's show and for us for the week. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.